Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today is zero-sum game. What the heck does that mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it's not a game at all but rather a situation in which one person or group can win something only by causing another person or group to lose it. Therefore, when I win, you lose, and vice versa, like chess or rock, paper, scissors. But how many things in life are really this cut and dried? And how about our constitutional rights? Are they a zero-sum game? The rights restrictors want us to believe that Our Second Amendment rights fall under this win-lose umbrella, and they are half right, which I'll explain in a moment. On one hand, the rights restrictors say that those of us who want to protect and preserve our Second Amendment rights, if we win by having the Constitution supported, they say that someone, somewhere, loses something. I would be fascinated to learn what it is that I took from that someone in the process of protecting liberty and freedom for every man, woman, and child in our nation. And here is how they are half right, those rights restrictors. If they get their way and win, then we do indeed lose our constitutional rights. And that is a zero-sum game, which they have inverted and twisted, and some of us are actually buying into. So you see... Sometimes it isn't about the game itself, but what your goal is, your end goal. And you and I are always looking for the win-win. When we get freedom, so does everyone else. When we get liberty, it is abundant for all. So the rights restrictors play their cute little word games about common sense gun control measures and universal background checks. Well, be sure to hear what they're really saying. They want to win power and control so that you and I will lose our liberty and our freedom. And that, my friends, is indeed the losing side of a zero-sum game. Well, our next guest is Miss Tiffany Dillon, the Director of Design for 511 Tactical, as well as an amateur shooter amateur hunter. She believes in farm-to-table and is a passionate supporter and protector of the Constitution of the United States of America. And we are excited to have you back on, Miss Tiffany. Hello. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? Good. I'm fantastic. Yeah, doing well. So we are hearing little noises here and there about this awesome thing, this new 511 Women's Empowerment Initiative. 
And I want you to, to talk to our listeners about that program. Sure. Uh, I, I kind of came to a point uh, at my time at 511 realizing there were some amazing, uh, fantastic, creative women that we have working for us. Uh, that are striving to grow within the company. And I saw that they really didn't have a lot of support in that area, especially from other women. Hmm. And so I talked to a few of my superiors in the office and talked to our VP of HR. And everybody was on board that we needed um, basically to come together as a group to have a community of empowerment, support, and encouragement within our walls. Mm -hmm. And I think it is important for women to know that they can rely on each other rather than competing with each other. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it it fosters really great relationships interdepartmentally as well because, you know, being in in a building with 73 women, that's a lot of women that don't know each other. Mm. and don't necessarily work with each other on a daily basis. And so um, we were hoping to get kind of a networking event happening so that, you know, they could rely on each other to kind of get advice, um, know where they were within their careers and their development, and just be able to support one another in that. Wow. That is just incredible. So that was a need that you felt and saw within, you know, one organization and so you come together to put this program together and you know it's going to have reverberating effects i I can't help but believe that um it will expand beyond the walls of just 511 because it's a mindset that people take with them everywhere they go wouldn't you say absolutely and i and i want to be clear too that we're not leaving men out Mm -hmm. um one of one of the things that we do want to encourage and talk about as well is that, you know, we can complement each other, mm-hmm. not just women complimenting men or men complimenting women, but I think the different points of view coming together actually create a better success for everyone because then you rely on the strengths of all of those folks instead of just one person or one sex or one point of view. And so that's also something I think that we will encourage as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely this is not something against men at all mm-hmm. it's just I think you know especially with young women I think it's being able to gain their voice and know that it's okay to use it and so that's kind of the starting point and I think that um, that's that's kind of where we want to take this for sure you know I really appreciate you um, putting a fine point on that because you know something one thing isn't good because something else is bad and if that's the right. you know really the only way that you can say that you know this thing is good that females are great at what they do because men are bad somehow I, you know you lose mm-hmm. me immediately i i just don't have any respect for that because i want um you know the uh, the thing that we're saying is good I want it to be good because the bar is high and somebody has really right. used their talents and their gifts and their, you know, everything that they have in order to excel and, and reach that bar and constantly push the bar higher even. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I just got interrupted with the presidential alert. Oh, sorry. gosh. I, I guess I didn't catch some of your things. <laughs> My cell phone got the test. <laughs> That's okay. Well, <laughs> It could be something important, or he could have tweeted again. We just don't know. 
but God love him. He's a busy guy, that president. The um, emergency service came through. It worked. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're showing each other our, our phones in, in the studio here. Um, so it's a test of the wireless emergency system on our end. So I think we're yes, okay. I yes. think. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so funny when things like that happen. That's, that's radio for you, you know. Life is happening all the time. Um, all the time, yes. Well, so, and speaking of time, we are actually out of it already. How does this happen so fast? It always does. It It always does. It does. But tell people how they can find out more about the work you do at 511 Tactical. And if they want to follow the work you individually do, because you are such a a fierce voice out there for empowerment, like you said, not just of women, but of, of everyone but you know especially right. women can can lean into your your power and your passion i would love to so you can follow me personally on instagram at tiffany gwen t-i-f-f-a-n-y-g-w-e-n you can also look at my work that i've done with my team at 511 at www.511tactical.com and that's 511 tactical uh, and I'm also going to be speaking at an, event, at an event in Brooklyn, New York, next year in March. And you can follow that page at We United Events. Absolutely. And we will definitely want to bring you back on to talk about that event um, as it's, you know, nearing and then, of course, after it's passed. But thank you so much for all you do, Miss Tiffany Dillon, Director of Design for File 11 Tactical. Bye-bye now. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. After these messages, we have Timothy Knight. Tim Knight is an NRA Board of Directors member and the founder and architect of the 2013 Colorado recalls on politicians who attempted to trample our Second Amendment rights. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband 
husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our next guest is Timothy Knight. Tim Knight is an NRA Board of Directors member, and he is the founder and architect of the 2013 Colorado recalls on politicians who attempted to trample our Second Amendment rights. And I think that we need to bring this back to the forefront of the minds of our politicians, our elected officials, because I'm pretty sure that Tim Knight is ready, willing, and able to go through that process anytime it's needed. Welcome to the show, Tim. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So there's a lot of people out there that have absolutely no idea what I just said. What what the Colorado? What was what happened in Colorado? 2013. That was like an eon ago, right? Because if if it was more than five minutes ago, everybody's forgotten. Um, And you actually wait recalled politics. How does that work? I thought we had to impeach them or, you know, something like that. So if you could just grab that ball and run with it and and take people back to what that's all about. Sure. In 2013, um, I was sitting in an office with a friend of mine and we were watching the Colorado legislature just propose all of these crazy changes to. Colorado law magazine limits. They were talking about um, liability laws where they were going to sue the manufacturers, uh, like if you were to sue Ford for a car crash or a drunk driving incident, and they were going to attach those kind of laws to firearms. And clearly they were getting all of those uh, ideas, uh, not from Colorado, but from up on high. Joe Biden made some calls uh, to the governor, and they, they were getting ready because they had a uh, supermajority pretty much. Uh, and <clears throat> I was sitting there with another friend of mine, both of them, whom happened to grow up in, in California, myself and him, and we said, gosh, what, what function can we do? Because there's not an election right now. And then we looked up Colorado law and said, look, Colorado actually has a recall provision, which is basically forcing an election. And it's a long, drawn-out process. Um, first, you have to go collect signatures in the district and explain to people why you need to re- why you want to do a recall. Um, and we did that several times and were successful in removing the president of the Colorado Senate and helped remove another senator from another place in Colorado. And we flipped the ability to jam legislation through. And I, of course, way simplified that. It took about nine months uh, and many dollars and, and time to do that. But what it was was a spark of civilians, people, citizens who felt like they had been promised one thing and, mm. and we had politicians going on television and radio saying and and that's in, and on, in one case actually saying it on the racial Rachel Maddow show with um, I don't care what my constituents think 
Uh, John Morris, the president of the Colorado Senate, said that. Whoa. Once he said that, yeah, can you I'm imagine? I'm sorry, are you, a, are you a representative or are you, right. you know, some kind of ruler? What's going on here? Yeah. Right, that's legislative tyranny. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, uh, we created the process. It's never been done in Colorado history before. 19 states have recall provisions uh, of varying levels. And it had never been successfully done in the state of Colorado. And five guys, well, seven, five to seven guys, we thinned out over internal disagreements. But mm-hmm. uh, with the citizens of Colorado Springs and another group in Pueblo, we recalled two senators and kicked politics on its side in Colorado. It wasn't mm-hmm. appreciated by all parties involved. But <laughs> Cheryl, what we saw back then mm-hmm. was that first spark of citizens not taking it anymore. And mm-hmm. since then, I've, I've been traveling the country and have seen that. Mm-hmm. We saw it again in 2016. We were supposed to do one thing. Mm-hmm. And the citizens decided, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, since then, I've been traveling the country. I, I certainly not as on a big a scale of a political movement. But uh, since that time, I've traveled the country to various states just trying to engage gun owners uh, in the process. They, they think that because they belong to an association or a group or somebody's got it for them. And ultimately, what we proved in 2016, and when we engage, we continue to prove, is that citizens really can and should still be in charge but people, unfortunately, think, well, someone's got this for me, or I don't need to vote, or they get upset about, well, it's always, you always, I'm always told this is the most important election ever. That's crazy. No, every election is the most important election, and when we take our eyes off the ball because we've got busy lives, I know you do and I do, um, that we don't pay attention, and this is what we get. So mm. it, 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 that's what happened, in essence, in Colorado. That's the first time in People said, well, I mean, of course, they've done it in every election since, and every election is a chance to readdress who's representing me, or are they not representing me at all? Mm. We're seeing that in Washington a lot. Um, so that's what happened in Colorado, and it was we just celebrated the fifth anniversary of that, flew out and saw the guys that did it with. Um, and people still say, you know, we weren't supposed to win that. We had two two political parties against us both the democrats and the republicans didn't want that Um, billionaires that were financing the other side um it was a it was an amazing thing but it showed me uh that sometimes when the citizens were shown a little because i didn't have a playbook we had to invent it Mm -hmm. uh but when i travel and spend time with people and they said they're paralyzed well i don't know what to do well the first step of course is to vote Mm-hmm. and let them know that their vote counts. But also, are you going to the Capitol? Well, I don't know how to do that. So I, I spend a lot of my time educating people and, and working on projects to spread that knowledge much wider. But it's citizen involvement and engagement. Nobody does have this for us. We should work with groups and like-minded people, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a member of the board of directors of the National Rifle Association. Associations can and should be great with groups and people, mm-hmm. but what it boils down to is citizen involvement. Man, you know, we could just put that on the replay and just constantly drill it and re-drill it because everybody, all right, that's too big of a word. I don't want to generalize that badly, but I think that, that we have become apathetic as a citizenry. I think mm-hmm. that we have abdicated so much of what we are responsible for um, 
to someone else, but we don't, we don't even know who the someone else is, right? So right. people might think, yeah. well, I, I'm a life member of the NRA, so therefore I'm covered and I've entrusted them with doing this fight for me, right? Well, they are part of the fight, but they can't do it without your direct involvement, you citizens out there that I'm speaking to. And then they do something you disagree with, and then you just want to tear your card up and, and walk away and it, mad, right? And take your ball and go home. Right. So how well, does that, that work? That, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, I bring up another point. The NRA is actually um, a member-controlled organization, just like any other office. The NRA has a board of directors. Mm-hmm. And the board of directors see, is more like a parliament because there are so many of us there are 76 directors but who you elect as a director directly directly affects how the nra functions so when those people when nra members get a ballot don't throw that away Mm -hmm. about eight percent of voting members of the nra vote eight percent directors oh my gosh eight percent that is shameful people listening out there get your magazine get your ballot put your vote in because, even, you know, this just drives me crazy when people don't even take the time to vote and then they want to gripe about what's being done or not being done. It's like you gave up your your ability to even have a voice. So how, how am I listening to you when you're the one griping and didn't vote? And a lot of people say, well, I don't know those people or they're famous people. We are real people. I spend a lot of time <laughs> of my time. That's true. My wife will tell you. Yeah, I've met you in uh, person. You are a real person. <laughs> this is true. Yep. I re- and, I, and I do this. I'm blessed to be able to do this full time. This is my full time position. People say, what do you do for a living? I, I did well in other places. And now I spend my time just advocating for involvement, whether it's an NRA member or a gun owner. I, I care. I hope the NRA earns your earns your respect and membership, but I, I, I stand with the Constitution and gun owners. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I don't get paid to do this. I actually pay a lot of money to do it mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that I pay for my own travel. But it's that citizen engagement that I continue to do, mm-hmm. and I continue to work with a lot of people and friends that you have on this show all the time are who I work with behind the scenes. But mm-hmm. this time of year especially, I'm, I'm, I'm headed shortly out on the road to Montana and Missouri, uh, and I'll be in Alabama this next week. Uh, just getting people to remember, hey, look, I can't do this together. Um, people say, well, hey, Tim, represent me. I will represent you. I will spend the time to do that. I signed up for that. But I can't do it without standing with good people. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, it's interesting because a lot of people say we live in a democracy. We don't. We live in a constitutional republic. Mm. And the republic only works when people participate in it. When it, when it doesn't, Amen. we will get that democracy. Because the word democracy doesn't appear anywhere in the U.S. Constitution. Hmm. Uh, nowhere. So if we don't participate, we don't take the time to do this. Now, again, I come back to the busy. I understand the busy. I mm-hmm. do. Um, but it's going to take that. So, you know, with your help and others, we're going to have to change the tide here, folks. It, it is up to us, and we're going to have to spend the time. So this year, get out and vote. Figure out how you can get involved, what you'd like to do, what you can do. Do you have a few minutes? Can you make phone calls? Can you knock on doors? That's true politics, knocking on doors of strangers. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to receive it. A lot of people don't like to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you look someone in the eye and you say, look, I traveled from, in my case, I live in Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, from Tennessee to Missouri, and I think I'd like to borrow five minutes of your time, a gun owner generally will go, wow, okay, you came all that way. I'll listen. Absolutely. Sometimes that's the only time they've ever sat down and had 
a uh, personal one-on-one -on -one with an NRA board member I happen to be, but a gun owner from another state saying, hey, this is Republic, buddy. We stand together. Let's do this. So true. And then sometimes they engage. So, so that's, true. That's what we all need to do. Don't need to have a special title. Amen to all of that. Hey, we've already run out of time. We'll definitely bring you back on again soon because the, the every year there's another um, election for the, the board. And uh, we want to learn more about that whole process so we can get that number up from 8%. Holy cow, that's that's just shameful. Um, but as we go out, Tim Knight, uh, NRA Board of Directors member, tell folks how they can follow the work you're doing, support the work you're doing, uh, learn more about what it is that we as citizens need to be doing. Sure. The best way to follow my day-to-day -day is on, on Facebook, and it's at Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, the number four NRA uh, on Facebook. That's the best way. I also have a website, which I'm currently updating with the long-term story of who is Tim and how you can get involved in your place, in your state, and whatnot. Uh, and that is actually www.knight4nra.com. And it doesn't matter how you spell the four. I've got them both. Smart. All right, sir. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Keep up the awesome work, and we will talk soon. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We have Miss Amy Robbins coming up right after this. She is the founder and CEO of Alexo Athletica and the co-host of Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. for sticking around you are with gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearms.com your nationwide hometown gun shop well if you've missed any portion of today's show please go to our website gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content all 129 other episodes. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the guest tab. You'll find photos and bios and links to every guest we've ever had on. It's a tremendous resource and we do not hate it when you spend time there. All right, our next guest is the one and only Amy Robbins. She is the founder and CEO of Alexo Athletica and co-host of Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast. Welcome to the show, Miss Amy. 
Hi, Miss Cheryl. How are you? <laughs> so it's so great. good to talk to you again since seeing you in Chicago. I know that was awesome. Uh, was that your first gun rights policy conference? That was my first gun rights policy conference, my first time to Chicago, and my first AMCON as well. Holy. Lots of firsts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it was lots of firsts that weekend. That is fantastic. Well, it was definitely my first time in Chicago, and I'm, you know, Dan and I, our daughter was nervous that we were going. You know, we couldn't carry our firearms while we were there. We were a little bit like, let's just stay in the hotel. And then when it was all said and done, I felt like, you know what, I cheated myself. This is one of, you know, the nation's biggest, most amazing cities. And next time I'm yeah. going to venture out. Did you venture out at all? You know, you know, I did. And it was really funny because I, I thought it was a little ironic at first that we were doing this gun rights policy in a, <laughs> in a state, in a city where it has some of the toughest gun laws. But yeah. then after going there, I truly realized why it was so important to be there and to be fighting for their rights. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of had the same thought as you did was what in the world am I going to take with me? I'm always preaching about being prepared and yes. self-reliant and ready to defend yourself. And all I, I went online and found out not only could I not take my firearm with me, mm-hmm. but I couldn't even take a taser or a stun gun. Mm. So those were also outlawed. You can't even be in possession of them in the city. And so I was like, well, this is great. We're going to the city with one of the highest violent crime rates. And what am I supposed to do to defend myself? So found out that my, as far as I know, my pepper blaster was the best option that I had to defend myself. And so I realized very quickly, it is very important for us to be in Chicago talking about all this. Yes. I mean, they are, the citizens are so separated from their constitutional rights. It's it's a little mind blowing to somebody like me that lives in Arizona, where for the most part, I, I like to say we get treated like adults. Um, and right. Always, always fighting for those rights. But, you know, it's just like that when we go to Washington, D.C. every year as part of the D.C. project, I, I have such a vulnerable feeling because it's all those sure. exact same rules because we're coming and going out of all these federal buildings and so you know it's just uh, I hate it and I'm hoping that the work we're doing is going to help expand those rights but I wanted to talk to you about your journey into this world of designing concealed carry clothing like how's a nice girl like you find herself you know what I mean Well, I'm a nice girl, but I'm a nice Texas girl. So mm-hmm. this isn't anything that is way too crazy off the charts for me to get involved in. You know, really my journey started by being involved with the NRA on a, on the NRA TV channel um, show called Noir. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's really what spurred me on to get my concealed carry license. And then as I got that, when I was training for a marathon, Alexa was truly just birthed from a need that I had, mm-hmm. not only as a runner, but also as a woman who wears athletic clothes 80% of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized very quickly that there just there weren't any other active wear lines that were conducive to me keeping a firearm or any other self-defense tool in my body for that matter. So I wanted to look stylish and it be functional at the same time, and there just wasn't anything. So I decided to do something about it. Absolutely. And not only did you, and not only are they amazing, but then uh, you kind of got a little bit of a a boost publicity-wise 
uh, just a few months ago uh, when, tell that story, somebody was wearing them and people Man. just started losing their minds over the fact they, that. They did. You know, we, um, we were very fortunate to have a lot of really good support right out of the gate when we launched back in October of 2017. And I had sent a pair to um, who I didn't really know her very well back then, but I sent a pair to Tommy Laren last year. I knew she was moving to California. I knew she was a big runner, and I really just um, wanted her to have a pair. I wanted her to be able to put whatever she could and whatever was legal in California in those pants while she was running. And, you know, unbeknownst to me, a few months later, she makes a post on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I can remember looking at my phone going, what is going on? <laughs> I was getting notification after notification that I was, like, selling, selling, selling. I'm like, what is going on? And I got a text from her, and she had just said, check your Instagram. <laughs> so we had immediately risen by 65 new hundred followers. Wow. Um, I sold out of all of our inventory the first time, back ordered so much that by the time our second shipment got in, we were almost sold out of it. And we're, we're, we did finally sell the rest of it. We're currently sold out for a second time yeah. and still waiting on our next shipment. And, we're, and we are taking back orders now. We, we are getting so many back orders at this point because people are truly, you know, they're seeing what's going on in the news, Cheryl. Yeah. They're seeing that what's happening with um, Molly Tibbetts, with Wendy Martinez. And you were just talking about DC, what happened with her when she was on her run in DC. Mm. And these aren't one-off situations that we hear about every now and then it seems like it's happening at a regular pace mm -hmm. and it's a regular occurrence that we turn on our our news and we find that some woman has been the victim of some other violent act and so mm -hmm. with that in mind i think women are starting to see the importance of taking their safety into their own hands mm -hmm. and you know truly the second amendment is the only thing that actually gives us the right to be able to choose how we want to defend ourselves and then gives us the right to to defend ourselves wow i you know that's so brilliantly stated and, you know, the whole thing about Tommy Laren wearing those and people losing their minds is the people that absolutely can't stand the fact that you and I as women are, you know, empowered in such a way that we would actually protect our own lives. Yeah. They're the ones that well, helped move the needle on all those orders you got. They did. You know, all press, all press is good press when you're in this uh, industry. And, you know, it, 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 it always strikes me as a little ironic that, the same people who are constantly fighting for a woman's right to choose mm. on everything yes. else are the same ones that fight tooth and nail for us to not be able to choose when it comes to our right to self-defense. So and true. so, you know, it's, it's extremely hypocritical and really eye-opening to, you know, kind of what the agenda is for some people who really do want to take away our Second Amendment and take away that right. Mm. And But in this case, it, it, only, pushed, it only pushed this... Um, important message forward mm -hmm. you know i'm not the only company that's out there creating new things in the concealed carry market for women i'm so thankful that other manufacturers are getting on board and and really truly coming out with some amazing products but i think it's just it's pushing the message to the mainstream that this is an issue and women really do need to be able to choose how they want to defend themselves i love it and you know so often the the people that want to try to poo-poo us in our efforts to protect ourselves <laughs> it are are the the artists the musical artists the um actors and that sort of thing but you were just yeah. part of a music video that of course requires <laughs> yes. a musical artist that was very yeah. empowering to women and very pro-rights and pro-gun talk to us about that yeah. 
Well, it absolutely was. You know, one of my dear friends, uh, Kaya Jones, is really big in the conservative movement right now and big in the 2A movement. And after she got out of the Pussycat Dolls and moved away from that Hollywood lifestyle, she really, truly started understanding the importance of the Second Amendment. You know, she was involved with the Mm -hmm. Route 91 shootings and all that. And so uh, this last single that she just put out, which was actually just released, it's called Tonight by Kaya Jones. And it was really cool because she said, look, I'm so sick of all of my colleagues and people in the entertainment industry just truly being against like women's empowerment. They have a skewed view of what women's empowerment truly is. And she said, I want to release this song and make it very uh, gun friendly, make it very friendly to the women who are in this industry and show what true empowerment looks like. And Mm -hmm. so she did just that. So it was great. I got to go out there with Emily from Salmi Tactical, Antonia Okafor, who's a big 2A advocate, Mm -hmm. um, Sarah Rodriguez, who was one of the only uh, Second Amendment advocates on The Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, You know, so it was really fun to get together with all these women and just truly show how supportive this community is and how strong this community is. You know, the the more people want to push back and fight against our wives, they're going to see this whole slew of women rise up and say, no, 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 no. You don't get to push back and fight against my rights without me standing up and doing something about it. And that's what we're starting to see. And so, yeah, keep an eye out for that music video. I I believe it comes out October 9th. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, we're going to be pushing it all over social media. So uh, definitely follow all of us on social media and you'll you'll be the first one to see when that music video comes out. I am so excited because I was following your, not only your Instagram, but also Antonia Okafor, all the ladies Mm -hmm. that were in it. And (laughs) some of the the still shots, uh, oh man, you guys look just amazing and strong. Strong and and then you had some colorful wigs. Really good, yeah, we did. We put we got dressed up in character, and I'll tell you, I ruined a really good pair of high heels for that music video shoot. <laughs> oh so, no, <laughs> it was worth it, and the end it was completely worth it. Yeah, it was because I the the picture that you're talking about. I mean, it's just a gorgeous picture with you just <laughs> leaning into the firearm, and the sun is setting behind you. And I can't tell at all that your heel is broken, but it, to just get that shot, it was worth it. It was worth it. It, it was it was completely worth it. I agree. I love it. <laughs> so a lot a lot of fun. I'm excited for everybody to see it. Me too. So we have about two minutes left. I want to okay. talk about your podcast. Um, it's yeah. got an interesting name. Not your average gun girls podcast. And your co-host yep. is Emily Valentine. Talk to us a little bit about what people will find when they go there. Absolutely. So we wanted to have something that truly embraced our lifestyle as gun girls, because I think there's a misconception of what what the old uh, gun person looked like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we, re- we really never felt like we fit that mold necessarily. And then we started realizing, well, you know what, there's like millions of people that don't necessarily fit what everybody thinks a gun person looks like. It actually is a very diverse community. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to uh, recognize that diversity. And we really wanted to provide a place to come and to speak our views, to talk about what it means to us to be prepared and self-reliant and empowered, but then also do it in a fun way where we get to talk about everything that we're interested in, our clothes, our shoes, our lipsticks, our our getting ready regimens for SHOT Show. I mean, we have a lot of fun, and all the guests that we bring on the show are truly showing the diversity of um, of, of the gun industry now mm-hmm. and what the women look like in this gun industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's such a hunger out there 
for, okay, so I'm, you know, not, you know, a 60-year-old bearded dude that likes to wear camo. What, how, <laughs> right. what is there for me? <laughs> oh, well, there just happens to be these amazing concealed carry yoga pants made by <laughs> Alexo Athletica and this podcast that speaks to me. And I just appreciate everything that you're doing. And I'm loving watching your journey. And uh, just as we close out now, tell folks how they can watch your journey uh, and follow along all the adventures you have and the new lines that you bring out. Absolutely. The best way to follow us would be on our official account on Instagram at Alexo Athletica. And we're also on Facebook. That's where we put all of the great new products that are coming out. We even put secret discount codes every now and then for those people that are following us on both of those platforms. So definitely check us out on Instagram and Facebook. I've got a personal account, the Amy Robbins on Instagram and also on Facebook as well. So I, I would absolutely encourage everyone to go give that a follow. Our podcast is at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those platforms. We're all very active on social media and um, love to interact with anyone that's following us. So anytime anyone has any questions or anything like that, just send us a DM through Instagram or Facebook and we'll get back to you. Fantastic. Thank you again for all you do, Miss Amy. We will talk to you again soon. Okay, Cheryl. Thank you so much. I was honored to be on your show today. Thank you. So honored to have you. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Bye. All right. Stick around. After these messages, we will have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary right after this. We're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is in Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. 
Well, this is the part of the show where we get to celebrate the ordinary, everyday, real-life heroes who are responsibly armed citizens. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Well, rarely are these stories at all comical because sometimes, uh, but sometimes danger is less international supervillain and more just plain and not too bright. And in today's story, danger just can't seem to get the rural residents of the state of Kentucky to cooperate with his plans to rob them. First, he lurks around long enough to make the residents want to keep a closer eye on him. Then, when he is sure he has sufficiently blended in with his background surroundings, he tries to break into one of the homes all ninja-like, more or less. That homeowner was not only home, but also, you know, unwilling to let danger break in. The homeowner showed danger the nice home protection firearm that they keep for just such occasions. So then, danger wanders off to the home of one of the neighbors. And wouldn't you know it, that homeowner was also not very willing to let danger break in and not only showed danger his gun, but one of his bullets too. Turns out that apparently they have guns in pretty much all the homes in rural Kentucky. Poor Danger. Just can't catch a break at all, and I'm sure he will make a point to vote alongside all those people who want to outlaw guns to make his job of robbing people easier just as soon as he gets out of the (coughs) hospital and jail. And that is the story of how one sunny afternoon, Danger is stopped by not one but two separate, responsibly armed citizens. Tall road, dead ends, with just a few homes along the narrow road. Very rural, but uh, obviously they, they look out for each other back in that area. It's pretty desolate, and Trooper Scotty Sharp says KSP received several calls of a suspicious man wandering the road Thursday. We sent troopers out in the area to, to look for this uh, person, but we never was able to locate anybody. On Friday, the calls to KSP were more serious. A man was shot. He'd entered the home of a couple who had a gun inside. After the homeowner shot the suspect, they called police. A trooper already in the area, actually uh, uh, really close, uh, who had already worked, a, who was working a burglar where a suspect had entered the residence uh, but had been uh, scared away by a uh, resident who had, had a gun. The suspect was airlifted to University Hospital in Louisville. His injuries are non life threatening. KSP is not releasing his name but says charges against him are pending. The police said they had a hard time finding him the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Won't be hard now. They can use a metal detector. Oh, but. 
Guy's just, guy just collecting lead. That's all. He's uh, just, you know, kind of remind me of the story it, when you're reading it. If it would happen a third time, mm-hmm. I was thinking Goldilocks of the Three Bears. You know, <laughs> uh, this not comfortable. And then the next one gets a bullet and blah, oh, blah, blah. Man. Anyway, that's, it was a good story. That's funny. Well, one of the um, stories that I did find about it, you know, because we always have to go to the local news in order to find these stories. And then sometimes, like, Conceal Carry Nation picked this one up. And uh, they got a little funny with it, too. They said the ventilated suspect was airlifted to the hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries. (coughs) That's awesome. Um, So, yeah, and that the homeowners are not likely to be charged with any crimes. It's crazy that we have to say that, but, you know, you don't always get to, in the movies, the good guy just goes off into the sunset. In real life, uh, usually the person who discharged their firearm even as justified as it was, the police still have to process them. And, and you know, there's court cases that, that come up, and it, it's a real serious thing. That's why right. training is so important. And, you know, like U.S. Law Shield or one of these kind of um, insurance type of places that uh, help people in the, the aftermath of uh, self-defense. Right, because, th- you don't know, no, he could sue them. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, but there's lawyers that will take that case. Yeah. So it is now time for... Dan's commentary. Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Sunshine, rainbows, and ice. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you got my attention. In the early 1800s, Frederick Tudor, while looking at a frozen pond, saw signs, dollar signs. Okay. He introduced the world to cool glasses of water on a hot summer day. Mm. In in 1803, Frederick and his brother, William, founded an idea to ship ice from their estate's pond and sell it to the West Indies. What? Across the country. Across an ocean, ocean. They spent $5,000 in 1806 for a ship and shipped 80 tons of ice to the Caribbean. It didn't sell. No. Nope. Did it melt? <laughs> no, it was it was there in good shape, but it just uh, they just didn't grasp it. Uh-huh. In 18 uh, later in 1810, he finally sent another load there mm-hmm. and got a profit. Okay. In 1810. In 1819, he started pushing ice to barkeepers and to ta- and he taught restaurants how to make ice cream. Interesting. So why did I bring the subject of ice? I am really kind of curious. <laughs> well, Frederick Tudor would turn in his grave after hearing about the new use of ice. What is that, Dan? As a weapon. No! That's right, a weapon. Are we back to Kavanaugh again? Their right restrictors are now accusing the nominee for Supreme Court Justice, Brett Kavanaugh, of throwing an ice cube. Really? Throwing an ice cube. Not a glass, rock, or knife, or spear, but a cube of ice. I think the complaints from the right restrictors to stop Kavanaugh are melting. Oh, I see what you did there. What's next? This just in, California introduced bill to stop the production, possession, or use of ice. Come on. Hey! Really? That was well done. I like that. That was that was a fun little journey we, it was we fun. went on. You know, it it uh, you have to make fun of this because if not, it's terrible. Mm. What are we getting ourselves into that we're going to look at a judge for? Th- oh my gosh, I couldn't even 
I would be in jail right now. <laughs> Have I ever thrown ice? You've thrown a shoe <laughs> on yeah. a regular basis. Right? I can't. Unbelievable <laughs> that they're going that far. Yeah. That hard. And do they have the evidence? Do they still have the ice cube? Where's it at? (laughs) I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. You're funny today. Um, But just today. So don't let it go to your head. Uh. (laughs) But seriously, I mean, come on. Uh, If you don't have hard fact evidence, Mm -hmm. how can you convict or try anybody for anything? Well, this Kavanaugh thing has been an interesting study for for me. You know, just kind of sitting back and watching the people that, you know, it's like, do do the people that are really, really for the the woman, Dr. Ford, and really, really against Kavanaugh, has she really made her case that compellingly in their mind? Or is there a, a bigotedness in some way against him or because President Trump is the one who put him forward? Or like, how do, how do we get to where we are that the headline that is screaming out there, the worst thing they've got on this guy right now is he threw some ice back in the 80s in a bar. And what if right. he threw that ice because he was protecting a, a woman who was, you know, somebody was manhandling or something? We don't even Maybe know. Maybe somebody needed an ice cube. Maybe All I know did. is Maybe that we, look, out. we can look back in history and think about a guy that was a president that they actually had evidence. Remember the dress? I remember the dress. A lot of our yeah. st- listeners are maybe too young to remember well, the, the blue dress and up. President Clinton. Had so a few, uh, had a few. Uh, never mind. Anyway, anyway so what? off we go. It is time right. to wrap the show. Wrap the show. Are you ready, Dan? Are you ready? We want to. I'm cool, cool and calm. Cool and calm. All right, ice cold. All right, we want to thank our tech crew. Thank you, Ed. Yay. The extra belly laughs. Are you going to charge us for those? Are those? Yes, yes, we will be charged for the extra belly laughs. Ah. All right, thank you. <laughs> now he's just padding his wallet. Uh, <laughs> thank you to our listeners and our amazing guests for taking the time to come on and talk to us about their area of expertise. And until next time. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them. All of them, Dan. I'm going to put them in levels. (laughs) Even the ones you don't like. They're at the bottom. Especially the ones you don't like. Way at the bottom. The first shall be last. Ha! Ha! Another laugh. Hello! Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Our Founding Fathers, here in this country, brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since, evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.